0: Do you want to lose weight, but struggle to stay committed to a meal plan because you constantly feel hungry? Does food provide you comfort when you are bored, angry, lonely, or sad? If so, you are in the right place. My name is Kristen Jones, and I'm a life coach specializing in emotional eating and weight loss. And I'm also a lifelong emotional eater. I want to provide you with information, motivation, and support so you too can learn to manage your issues with food and develop a healthy relationship with yourself. Welcome to the Breakthrough Emotional Eating Podcast. Hi, and welcome to the Breakthrough Emotional Eating Podcast. My name is Kristen Jones, and thank you so much for joining me this week. One of the things that I find to be really hard for people is that we want to achieve whatever goal it is that we're setting out for ourselves. We want to achieve something. And in, in this particular circumstance and the circumstance that most of us are in for being in this group or listening to this podcast is that you have some issue with emotional eating that you want to address and you are looking for a solution. You're looking for, um, A plan, and and in the and along with that, you also want to lose weight, and those those are great goals. Those are awesome goals. But we have to realize that in order to achieve anything in our lives, we have to come up with a plan. We have to have some kind of plan. We can't wing it. Is what we used to do when we were young. Winging it was what you did when you were a kid. Um, I don't know how many of you ever went in and thought. Well, I can just take this test and see what happens. And and I think I was paying attention during class and you didn't study at all. You know, that's winging it or going in and doing a presentation just by memory. Oh, never goes well. So what we're going to talk about today is why you need to have a plan, why you need to make decisions ahead of time. And we're going to talk about what the ramifications are of not doing that, of what happens when we try to wing it. We don't, we try not to, we don't want to get locked into a plan. Well we do need to lock ourselves into a plan. We do need to commit to whatever it is that we're doing and all these pieces go together. What, why we need to do that, why that's important. And then what are the things if we are actually in this case, in the case that we're talking about, if we are going to want to lose weight, As an emotional eater, what do we need to have in this said plan, whatever it is, whatever plan that we decide to do, what are the things that we need to have in order for us not only to be successful, but as an emotional eater to be able to lose weight and keep it off? I think every person in this, every person who's listening to my voice, I think, I don't think that's an exaggeration to say that every person who's listening to my voice has probably at some point lost weight. In fact, I'm almost positive that everyone has lost weight. But have you been able to keep it off? Have you been able to maintain that weight loss? And that's really what most people struggle with is that idea of how do I maintain that weight loss and keep that keep myself, um, you know, kind of keep myself focused on what I need on what I need to do in order to make sure that I am, you know, I am, I am leading myself in the right direction and I'm, I'm not going to undo all of the good things that i've done so that's what we're going to talk about today so if you are listening on the podcast and you are not a member of the breakthrough emotional eating community on facebook you want to become one so go to www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash food breakthrough and become a member of the i think one of the most supportive and nurturing and just crazy fun good groups on facebook um it is really a place where people can um feel a connection and a camaraderie with other people who are dealing with many of the same issues that they're dealing with. Everybody's situation is totally unique and different. But in most cases, most of us who are emotional eaters have some similarities, have some threads that are going through the things that are going on in our lives and the and the relationships that we're having with food. And so it's just a very safe place where you can feel really cared for and really aligned with the other people in the group who are kind of going through the same the same types of things the same issues involving food and foods control and and impact in your life so um, again if you're not a, a member please jump on in um, and join us again www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash food breakthrough all right on to the good stuff so why you need a plan? What is what is the reason why you need a plan to accomplish any goal? Okay? Any goal? This is true with anything. Um, and we will get more specifically talk we will talk a little bit more specifically about how it relates to weight loss. But in this case, it, it's, this applies to any sort of goal that you that you want to reach um say you're looking for a new job. You're not happy with the job that you have and you want to look for a new job. Or you're not happy in the relationship that you have and you want to seek to try and and change that relationship or or you know evolve it and make it and you know make it better. Any of those aspirations that you have, whatever it is, if you want to learn a new skill, if you want to take on a new habit. Any of those things, we we can't go in blind. We need to have a plan. Why is it that we need to have a plan? Why do we need to have something more structured for us? So the first reason there are actually four reasons why you need to have some sort of plan that you're following and it's not to control you. Okay. It is not, it is not to control you. We will get to the probably the, the biggest, most important reason and the big the biggest reason that we talk about in the group most frequently, we're going to get to that one at the end. But There are many reasons why we need to have a plan. So the first one is when you have a plan and you decide something, you decide that like, I'm going to like, for instance, we're going to use it in the scope of of what I ask people to do is I ask people to make a meal plan ahead of time for the day. So when you decide ahead of time, what you are going to eat, there are many positive ramifications that come from that. The first one is, is that it saves you time. It saves you time because when you make the decision about what it is that you are going to eat ahead of time, you suddenly don't have to waste your time thinking about, well, what am I going to have? We just finished breakfast. What am I going to have for lunch? Hmm. Am I going to do, oh, how, how many calories is that going to be? What's, how's that impact, going to impact me? We spend so much energy and time, fixated on food. And the reason why we do that is because we let our brain just take off and go in any direction we want it to go in. And so we have to, make the decision ahead of time when we make a decision. And one of the, and I, I know one of the people who's listening right now, um, it, who's uh, there are many of you who are in the group who are, who are watching this live. And I know that there are many people who are watching this who are listening and who are thinking, yes, when I started making my meal plans ahead of time, I thought that meant that I was going to become even more fixated on food. And the reality is the exact opposite happened. The exact, opposite thing happened. When they made a plan and they they committed to what they were going to eat during the day, suddenly they didn't have to think about food anymore because the decision had already been made. They had already made the decision. They could move on and do other things. So it saves you time because you're not wasting all of that time fixated on, well, what am I going to eat? I don't know. Is that going to be good? Is that what I'm going to want? How's that going to impact me? We get, we let that go. Second thing it is when you decide ahead of time, it increases the actions that you take. And it kind of piggybacks on what I just talked about in the first one is when you don't have to sit there and be fixated on food, suddenly you have all the time in the world to go and do a project to clean something, to to do something for yourself, to do some self-care. You have all of this. You, have, you now have the energy and the brain space to be able to take more actions to lead you to what you want to get to. So that's a, another bonus. Um, the third thing is, and I apologize for that noise. Hopefully I'm going to be able to get rid of that, but I apologize for the noise. Neighbors using a weed whacker right now. Sorry. Um, so <laughs> it's just... One of the things that happens sometimes when we're doing live stuff. Um, Third thing is it is it is going when you make a decision and you decide something, for instance, what you're going to eat each time you follow through on that, it helps you build confidence. It helps you build confidence and believe in yourself that you can actually follow through on what you say you're going to do. So when we, when we make a plan and we decide, okay, this is what I'm going to eat today. And this is what I'm committing to each time you are able to follow through, you're able to build up your confidence and your belief in yourself, because you've proven to yourself that you can actually do it. And that is incredibly powerful and so, so valuable. And the last thing, and this is probably the thing that that I, I talk about in the group most, and I also talk about this in, with, with my, my private clients, as well as in, in my membership group, So we talk a lot about how our brain works and your brain needs direction. Your brain needs to be told what to do. So one of the things that, 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 again, that most people will talk about is when they start making a meal plan and they, they start to follow it, they realize that, it's not as hard because they've made a decision. They've given their brain direction. Their brain is not as likely to wander off and decide that they want, it wants to go off and it wants to eat something that's not on the plan. It narrows itself back in, gets itself back onto focus and then decides, okay, this is what I've been given this instructions. These are the things we're going to eat. This is what we're going to do. So your brain actually follows through for you but it also has to be shown that it can trust you, that you're going to make the right decision. So when you make that decision and you stick to it, again, you build that confidence and then your brain just wants to continue to take your direction and listen to you and follow what you want it to do. So again, the fourth, the four reasons, it saves time. It increases your action. It builds your confidence and it gives your brain direction and your brain is able to follow through on what you ask it to do. So, those are the reasons why we need to make a plan. Why we need to have something in place ahead of time. We don't just go in and we don't just wing it. For anybody who has ever followed my program or followed my plan, you know when you don't make a meal plan, your day goes sideways. You, you're almost guaranteed that something is going to happen. You're going to go off and you're going to you're going to end up doing things that you're that are not going to be serving your life and moving you forward. So we want to make sure that we always have those plans. So whether or not you follow what I talk about. Whether you follow what you know—a keto plan, a paleo plant, whatever it is, whatever type of weight loss method you want to use—I do not call mine a diet. I do not believe that what I what I teach is about dieting. In fact, I think it's actually the antithesis of it. But what is really important is there are—I have come up with six things that I think are absolutely vital for anyone to be able to be successful, not only in losing weight initially, but in keeping it off. Because I think that is where, that's where the rubber meets the road. That's where things get really tough, is how do we lose weight and keep it off? So I'm gonna ask in the group, how many of you are rock stars at losing weight, but the issue comes after the fact, when you can't seem to keep it off. So I want you to write. So if you are, if that is, if I'm talking to you, if that's you and you are thinking, Oh my gosh, that's totally me. I want you to put maintain in the comments. I want you to put your, that word maintain that tells me that yes, you can lose weight, but it's the keeping it off. That's the hard part. So maintain is the word that I want you to put in the comments. So, What are the things that that, that a plan that is, that is a plan that's going to work and that's going to work long-term for you, what needs to be a part of it? So there's six things. The first one is it must not dramatically impact your life. It must not dramatically change the way your life goes, (coughs) excuse me, from one day to the next. We can't have those dramatic shifts excuse me, it has to be something that fits in with your life, that your life doesn't have to suddenly become very different in order for this this plan to work. So that's the first thing, cannot dramatically impact your life, can't dramatically change your life. Second thing, it must be something that you see yourself doing when you are 80 years old. And I can tell you, because I say this all the time, I do not want anyone Anyone, measuring, counting calories, or you know weighing things when they're 80 years old. No one should be doing that. Not what you wanna be doing. <coughs> you wanna be doing something, excuse me, you wanna be doing something that's gonna be something that is livable, that you can do throughout your life. Third thing, it must infu- include foods that you enjoy eating. It can't be so dramatically different. Again, it kind of falls into line with number one can't be so dramatically different that it, that it, these are all foods that you hate and you lose weight just eating stuff that you really don't want to eat and you're not enjoying it. And it's a miserable, horrible experience. Weight loss does not need to be miserable. That is something that that's a thought and a belief that people need to change. Weight loss does not have to be miserable. Number four, whatever program, whatever, you know, method you use, it has to teach you how to navigate real life experiences. So that means vacations, holidays, birthdays, any kind of celebration, weddings, a death in the family, a, um, uh, a job change, a divorce, any of those things. You have to be able, how do you have, you have to have the tools to be able to still maintain your way of eating when all of those things happen. And if you're not, if it doesn't have something where it teaches you how you navigate those situations, it's not going to work because those are the, all those situations are part of life. They happen. We can't control them. They are out of our, out of our control out. They are circumstances beyond what we can control but we have to be able to know how we can navigate through those things. So if it doesn't include that, it's not worth doing. Um, number five, there is not a dramatic change from losing weight to maintaining weight. There can't be this and here you're doing all this restricting, 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 and all of a sudden we get to maintenance and it's like, Ooh, you get to eat whatever you want again. That's, those two things are not, they don't, they don't go together. You have, my belief is that you need to be eating the weight, excuse me, eating the foods that you love while losing weight. So when you get to your goal, there is no dramatic change. You don't have to change anything because you've been eating what you want to eat and what you enjoy throughout your process. And so when you get to maintenance, there's just little tweaks that you have to make, nothing dramatic and big. Um, and the last thing is, and this is probably the most, I think it's the most important one. And it's, I think it's the thing that separates what myself and a few other people do and, and really puts it on a different level is it has to address the psychological aspects, the psychological side of why you became overweight in the first place, why you eat more food than you need why you eat for reasons other than being hungry and why you are making food, something other than just sustenance for life. Why is it becoming a crutch? Why isn't it becoming something that is getting you through the day? Why is it becoming your entertainment? If we don't know those whys and you don't look at that, those deeper issues, and as well as your value for yourself and how much you value yourself, if you don't address those, I can promise you that any of the weight that you lose is going to come back and it's gonna come back with even more weight attached to it. So I was just looking, I was just actually looking through one of my books and and it it was talking about how 99%, only 1% of people who lose weight actually, and this is, you know, worldwide, or in the United States, worldwide, 1% of people who lose weight actually keep it off and keep it off forever. It's extremely rare, extremely rare for people to lose weight and actually keep it off. There was a study done, I believe it was 2019, 2018, 2019, where they followed 13 participants from The Biggest Loser television show there were 13 participants that they followed over the course of five years and they kept track of them, kept track of their weight loss when they were on the show and then how they did up to five years after they were on the show. And of the 13, one of them maintained their weight within five pounds of what they had lost. One. Everyone else, all 12 other participants. And this is, and this is not the total number of people who had followed the plans or who had been on the the biggest loser. show. this is just, they did a small group Of of the, of those 12 remaining, every single one of them gained back all of their weight. And of those people of those 12 who gained back all of their weight, at least two thirds of them gained back more weight than when they had started on the show. So it is absolutely, it is, you know, it is, it is something that is, is you, and for anyone who has watched that show or who is, who has been on a traditional diet, you're going to address what you eat and how much you move. And you're totally missing the, the, the whole mental side of it, the whole emotional side of it. And if you didn't think that there was an emotional side, you probably wouldn't be listening to this podcast and you probably wouldn't be watching in my group. So it obviously we know there's a connection. We know that's true. And so now it's like, okay, so now what do we do now? We know, we know how important that is. We know that piece has to be, has to be addressed. And how do we address it? So that is, that, that is, that is the question is how, how is that done? So Again, we have those, those six things. Those six things we need to include. Next week, in lieu of the podcast, I'm going to be doing a three-day masterclass. It was originally only two, but I realized I needed to have a third day. So a three-day masterclass. Next Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, 25th, 26th, and 27th of January. We're going to have a three-day masterclass. Um, Not all day, but there are three days, you know, about 30 minute between, you know, 20 to 30 minute class, and it is going to cover weight loss done right, weight loss done the right way. How do you go about losing weight in a way that fits all those boxes, those six boxes that you need to have? How do you go about doing that? And how do you go about doing that so you can, when you get to your, your weight that you want to maintain, how do you get there and how do you stay there? So if that is something that you're interested in, you're interested in being a part of that masterclass next week, please, in the comments, if you're watching this, it, whether you're watching it live, whether you're watching it on it, on review, uh, excuse me, on replay in the group, I want you to put masterclass in the comments. If that is something that you're interested in being a part of, it will... Absolutely, I can promise you that there are gonna be so many things that you're gonna learn from the those three classes about steps that you absolutely can take on your own, on your own. Yes, I am a coach. Yes, I provide support and coaching and all the things to people who, who, who want that, but these are also things that you can start doing on your own in your daily life. Some of them have to do with food. Most of them don't. So we really, I really want to emphasize, these are going to be things that you are going to be be able to take away and incorporate on your own and, and really start to put yourself in the best possible position to be able to get a better relationship with yourself, get a better relationship with food, and in turn be able to move yourself towards the goal that you want. Of, of managing your emotional eating changing your relationship with food and then losing the weight that you want to lose and i will tell you that more often than not it has very little to do with food and it has very it has way more to do with your relationship with yourself and how you feel about yourself so that is what we're going to be talking about in that masterclass, and how we go about how we go about doing that how we go about positioning ourselves to be able to uh to do that so that is the podcast for today. I hope that that was helpful. I hope that it was... Um informative, as well as just a little bit of a, uh, a tease for the, the, uh, masterclass next week, which I'm so very excited about. I think it's going to be, um, amazing for, uh, those people who, who decide to participate. Again, I think it's going to, you're going to learn a lot about some things that you can do that it will really, really be helpful in, again, moving you forward in not only addressing your emotional eating, but also, um, losing weight in the process. So thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate it. I appreciate those people in the group who have um, who have joined. who jumped on. If you're in the group, stay live in the group. Don't jump off yet. I'm going to jump on over and uh, and say a quick hello to all of you. But. Please, again, if you are not a member of the Breakthrough Emotional Eating community and you want to become one, go to www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash food breakthrough and join the community and get in on all of the good things that we are doing in the group. All right. Take care, everybody. Have a great rest of your week and I will see you all next week. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. For more information on emotional eating and losing weight, please go to www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash food breakthrough and join the Breakthrough Emotional Eating community. I hope to see you soon.